Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything Bagel will be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton, for the stay. I'm Idris Elba, and this little journey of words is brought to you by me and Booking.com, but mostly by me. Now, imagine you're on vacation, you and your favorite peoples. Beachside bungalows, perfect weather, the smell of barbecue, barbecuing on the grill. Eh, you know the smell. Whatever your vibe is, it's probably just an easy click away. Because with over 28 million places, chances are we've got the perfect place for your next trip. Come on, you know you need it. Find your perfect place to stay. Booking.com. Booking. Yeah. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. The following program is intended for immature audiences only. Don't think, just listen. Coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Good day, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander here on WMCK.FM and also on Fayette TV Channel 77 as we're streaming on italknet.com as we broadcast from the Phil Ginetti Motor Studios high atop High Street in Brownsville, Pennsylvania. If you're looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle, give Chip a call. At 724-785-6800 or stop by his website, philgenettimotors.com. Well, we're back in the studio again today and we're going to be talking travel, which is probably good because we're at the end of the summer and people are trying to get trips in before kids go back to school or the work schedule gets really busy again. And and I, I had this sent to me a couple of weeks ago. The book was just released. It's called The 30-Day Travel Challenge. And when I when I saw it, I'm going, this sounds really interesting. The book is written by Kiki Wong and Kayla Yu. And on the phone right now, I have Kiki with me. Kiki, how are you doing this morning? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. So before we get started, I need you to tell my audience um, a little bit about yourself. Because as I told you before we went on today, that I did a little bit of research. And you have pretty much done... I don't want to say everything, but you have been in front of the public eye for a long period of time, correct? Yes. Um, actually, we discovered our love for travel when we both performed in a rock band together. So Kyla was the singer and I played guitar and we toured the world basically playing in this Asian pop rock girl band. And it started out pretty rough. I mean, we did tours where we were in a van with mm -hmm. like seven a seven-seater van with nine people and i was sleeping like sardine in the back of a van <laughs> and we drove like six thousand miles across the u.s and played a bunch of dates um and then we did a bunch of tours like playing in macau and hong kong at the hard rock hotel with the king suite so we've had all types of uh, different travel experiences um so that's where it all derived from so um, how long did you perform in the band? And the name of the band, by the way, for those of you that are interested, is Nylon Pink. Yes. So the band was Nylon Pink. We actually then later pivoted the bands after about eight years of performing on the road. Uh, we decided, well, it's time to put the guitars down for a little bit and um, revamp our image. Okay. So we were trying to think, you know, what do we enjoy? What do we all collectively like? And we're like, well, we love to travel. So we just started writing about our experiences and then it took off from there. Well, that sounds, that sounds really interesting. It actually sounds like it was probably fun. So what years were you touring? You said you toured for about eight years. 
Yeah, so we toured from basically 2010 to 2018. Um, and uh, I did a little bit more touring than uh, the rest of the band. The band disbanded around 2016, I think was the last year we played a show. Um, I did a couple of things on my own with another band that was with Misfits. So the Misfits put together a girl band called the She Demons. So I played okay. with them. Um, and then finally we were like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I still play here and there, but you know, nothing serious. Anymore. Well, I, I can imagine that touring schedule had to be difficult, especially for doing it for eight years. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and especially, um, and you're, and you guys were based out of California, correct? Yes, we're all based out of Los Angeles, California. Okay. okay. So you just recently released a book, The uh, 30-Day Travel Challenge. It's mm -hmm. how to make your travel dreams a reality. And when I looked at this, and I said this to you before we started, it seems in a lot of ways like one of the self-help books to get you motivated to travel and possibly doing it outside of your comfort zone. As I, I told you also before, my wife and I and my three kids, we travel to the same place twice a year, once in the summer and once in Thanksgiving. And it's because I think we feel comfortable there and we don't have to learn anything new. And it's like as is uh, like we call it the rocking chair effect because it's just very comforting. And I would love to be able to have the confidence to travel not only um, somewhere else in the other somewhere else in the United States, but outside the United States. And um, it seems to me, as much as I hate to say it, because I am I am in my 50s, it seems like a lot of work to go outside <laughs> of your comfort <laughs> zone and actually doing it without seeing see uh, feeling very naive in the situation. You're absolutely right. Well, number one, it, it all has to do with confidence. Um, a lot of the times people think that it's money or they think that they don't really know what's outside. So they don't really it just seems like it's unattainable almost. And all of these limiting travel beliefs sort of build up into your own mind and then they become a lot larger than they are in reality. So that's why a lot of the first um, fraction of the book, uh, the first several days is, is getting your mindset right. And I think that's really important to achieve any of the goals that you want to do in life, not just um, traveling outside of your comfort zone. Um, it's just getting your mindset right first, because once you have the right mindset, you can ultimately achieve anything. And uh, the phenomenon of traveling to the same place is completely normal. A lot of Americans do it. Um, and sometimes people don't even get outside of their city. And um, which is why we, we set up a, a system where people, you know, you can first test the waters of being a, um, a tourist in your own city first okay. and then you start you know you start from there so you know we don't throw you out into like you know the gobi <laughs> desert in the first day <laughs> it would be very intimidating that, that would that'd be a book in itself would it not uh, <laughs> it would definitely be a book in itself <laughs> um okay so in other words try to get outside your comfort zone is what you're saying but doing it in an area that you feel comfortable Absolutely. Yeah. So start small baby steps first, um, but most importantly, getting your mindset right. And it's it's it, we start out slow, you know, first you start writing things down. And I think writing things down is the most important thing okay. that we can do um, to really, really help get started into any type of goal setting that we want to do. Um, but that way it makes all of your beliefs or your limiting travel beliefs a little bit more tangible and a little bit more achievable because you write it down you're like hey this actually isn't as bad as i expected right. and maybe i can achieve this so that's definitely one of my favorite uh, tips that we have in there so if you're traveling in a, an area that you're familiar with are you are you suggesting doing things that you've never done there before or doing it at different times how would you make those baby steps I think it's important, maybe, if, especially if you're going to make the step outside, if you're starting to go somewhere beyond your comfort zone. Okay. I would say try to start doing something that's more comfortable at first. Okay. So say you go to a different city, you're not really sure what it is in that city. So it's already pretty intimidating. Um, but say you really like kayaking, then okay. I would probably take a kayaking trip in somewhere different. And then okay. after that, you know, you can move forward and do something different. So, in other words, what you're saying is is find your find a strength, but yet mm -hmm. do that strength somewhere that you've never done it before. Exactly, definitely. 
very interesting. Um, and I, I don't think I don't think people think that way. I think they think whenever they have to go somewhere different, they have to do everything different, not something right. they're comfortable with, and they get so overwhelmed when they do it that they can't they can't enjoy the trip because a lot of people say that when you travel, it's more like work than your work is. Oh, absolutely. And that can happen, especially when you start to do when you get really excited, you go over the top and go out of your comfort zone and plan an epic trip overseas. Um, a lot of the times and I've I've done this numerous times. I okay. still fall, um, and you book a trip and you're like, OK, well, we're going to have this one ticket that's going to take us to Europe. Let's go see six countries. Right. And we only have two and a half weeks. So you end up, um, you book the trip, you're not sleeping, you're trying to see as much as you can, you're walking like 10 miles a day, um, and it's just exhausting. And exactly what you said, you don't get to enjoy the experience as much, you don't get to savor um, some of the small things that could have been enjoyed longer periods of time rather than shoving all this quantity in one small portion of time. And and for most of us, we relate that taking three kids under the age of 10 to Disney World, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which to me, I think is nothing but torture. I mean, the older they, they, the older they get, which we've done it when they were older, was much more enjoyable. But when they're mm. under a certain age and you have people pulling you in seven different directions and, and of course, you feel the need that you have to go to every park or every place in that <laughs> five day period of time, you're dragging. And it's like. I never want to go back there again. And 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 that and I think that's bad too because there's places that that you would probably love if you did them in different circumstances or different times of your life. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's that's another thing too. I mean, if you're not ready to go on an epic trip um outside, yeah. you know, you can even just go somewhere that's within say 100 miles of your city and um you can even enjoy something doing something that you love something in your comfort zone if it's, if you have kids you know you can go to say there's a local water park or something like that you can do that um and then you don't have to worry about this like because a trip to disneyland depending on where you live can be extremely overwhelming if you have to take flights you know you got right kids are get tired really easily um and you try to want to like force them to get through all the lines because you're like well we paid the ticket here for the day let's see all the rides today yes you know? and they're like oh my gosh <laughs> Too much of a good thing can be a little bit overwhelming too. My favorite part is when you finally get on the ride and the kid that you're uh, the kid you're in line with either decides that they have to go to the bathroom, they're hungry, <laughs> or they don't want to do it anymore, and you've stood in line for forty five minutes to an hour. That's yes. my favorite part. And trust me, there's a lot of sarcasm there. Um, but again, very interesting. Um, where I where I'm at, we're south of the city of Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. we have a lot of um, historical uh, tourist attractions around here from uh, where the American Revolution was fought to Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous architect who's designed Falling Water, Kentucky Knob. We've had mm-hmm. all these large area. But the thing is, we have people from around the world knowing that these places are here, and we have people living here that don't know they're here. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's trying to explain to them going, you don't have to go 100 miles or 200 miles to see something like this. You can actually literally drive 15 minutes away from your back door and it's there. And that's what I Mm -hmm. think is really sad because people don't value travel the way they once did. Or at least I don't think they value travel the way they did whenever I was younger in the 70s. Mm. I I definitely agree. I think that. A lot of the times we have social media that is influencing Mm. us to believe that travel is only going to be palm trees. It's going to be bikini bodies. It's going to be sunscreen and it's going to be uber luxurious. But uh, a lot of the times travel doesn't have to be the way that the media depicts it. You can enjoy something that's in your backyard that people will travel all over the world to see. I mean, I would love to see some of those places in Pennsylvania. You said south of Philly. I mean, that's, no, that's south so of, cool. No, 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 no. We're nowhere near Philly. We're south of Pittsburgh. Oh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. I am so sorry. Woo! It's a little early. <laughs> no, that's okay. I would, yeah, I mean, that sounds phenomenal. And um, at the same time, we live in Los Angeles right. here. I'm so sorry. And in Los Angeles, people here, they have no idea what's yes. in their backyard. Like, for example... Kyla, she lives in Hollywood and she lives 
walking distance between the, the um, where all the stars are on the floor. And she never goes there. But oh, the one time she yeah. was like, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's 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 chaotic. It's like a um, adult Disneyland. Over there, okay. Yeah. Um, but she decided to go on that walk. She's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna do the walk, and she walked the walk, and later she's like, okay, I did it. But then she found this hidden little gem of a restaurant, which now is one of her favorite restaurants. So you just never know. Even if the whole trip is itself doesn't work out, you may find something that you ultimately enjoy later on as well. So it's all kinds of things that we have to just open our perspective to that travel can be. It doesn't necessarily have to be palm trees and hammocks and Mai Tais. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that because the social, the social media, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, people are showing, quote unquote, their best life. They're not showing mm-hmm. that. And I think they're showing pictures of what they think people want to see. Mm-hmm. And there are places, again, United States, Canada, Mexico, that people would love to go, but they don't think it's, I don't want to use the word, well, yeah, I do want to use the word cool. It's not mm-hmm. the uh, It's not the attractive. It's not where the hip people go. It's, and I'm uh, dating myself by using that terminology. But <laughs> again, it's, it's not something that they feel that people would look upon mm-hmm. favorably. And I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. You're missing so much by not doing that. I was in I was in uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania last week. What happened in Gettysburg? The Gettysburg Address. I mean, mm-hmm. the Civil War, everything. And it's just you walk into the middle of the battlefield and you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But again, Absolutely. there's a lot of people that have never been there before. And in some cases, it's it's either a three or four day trip or an hour trip or whatever it may be, and they don't mm-hmm. do those types of trips anymore because they're not glamorous. Right, absolutely. I think, um, I mean, social media itself is really convoluting the image mm-hmm. of what travel should be. Um, and travel experiences don't necessarily have to be like physically being somewhere completely different to feel that feeling of, of I'm traveling or I'm learning about culture. I think it's ultimately about understanding culture and broadening your perspective on how the world is. And that could mean so many things besides, you know, just going to a different environment necessarily. It could be just experiencing a different culture or experiencing a museum or a historical place. All those types of things can make you feel like you've traveled and you feel culturally enriched and you feel that same satisfaction that you would going to Bora Bora or something like that. Now, I think what's interesting in the book, there is a 30 day travel challenge promise contract yes. that you have in the book. And it's, I hereby take the oath to work with every blood, sweat and tear that my body can muster up to complete the 30 day travel challenge. In doing so, I will always have a positive mindset Work at it each and every day, even if it's just a little. Never beat myself up for not completing tasks. Stick to it, even if I feel like giving up. Complete the challenge to help become a better version of myself. In addition to the foregoing, I promise to apply the knowledge I've gained in the 30-day challenge to help plan and book the best travel experience of my lifetime. Signed, printed, dated. That is really interesting that you're making the people take the oath or take the contract and promise themselves they're going to do this. Now, I think if they put it in writing, it's going to make sure that they do it because a lot of people would say, okay, I'm going to do it and then toss it away. But I mm-hmm. think most people, because they're dedicating their time to this, will actually take this and try to do, improve the way they're doing things. Definitely. I um, A lot of what I like about um, writing this book is that I feel it's important. Again, we live in, a me- in an age of media and an age of computers and everything's tablets and phones. But writing things down, it somehow has like a physical interaction with goal setting and your travel dreams and, and everything in that realm. And that's why we have people sign a contract. We want this book to be interactive. We want you to scribble in it. We want you to write in it. Okay. Um, and when you write, when you put pen to paper, you start committing and you start making something tangible out of your goals and what your dreams are. 
Um, so that's why we do the, com uh, the commitment contract. So you feel tied to your book and it becomes personalized. You know, usually books are you, when you, you sit down and you read a book, you're almost like traveling into a different world of whoever the author is or the right. story is about. But this book is more about you. It's about making it personalized, writing down everything, writing down your daily goals, writing down your affirmations. Um, so that's why we have people sign the contract. And also we wrote 30 Day Travel Challenge because we figured, you know, if you were hyper driven, you could do it in 30 days. But if you don't have a lot of time, you can extend the time out. Um, ultimately, it's just about getting each task done in the time that allots for your capabilities. Um, so there's no pressure to get it done in 30 days. So day two, two you, want the, you want them to start journaling. What mm -hmm. is the purpose of journaling? Journaling, that's, it's funny because I think a lot of people are like, journaling, that sounds like something you do as a kid or something. Right. <laughs> but um, it is, it's pretty incredible what journaling can do. Um, and my dad always tells me, he says, you need to keep journaling, you need to keep journaling. Because a lot of the times you think, oh, yeah, you know, this experience is going to be so phenomenal, I'll remember it forever. But then you realize, oh, wait, you kind of forget things. But if you write things down each day, first off, if you're having a lot of difficulty planning your travels, if you're writing something down each day, you can go back and read um, some of the issues that you were facing or some of the good, um, you know, the good days that you were having. And that actually allows you to create those difficulties or the good things to into something tangible. And you can also look back and read it with a more objective perspective rather than being emotional at that time. And that makes you understand what you're going through. A little bit better and understand who you are as a person so i think journaling is absolutely essential when it comes to getting started with the 30-day travel challenge or any goal setting okay um so if if i give me an idea of what i should be journaling about well journaling is a funny thing um a lot of the times you know we're taught in school and to write down you know in the paragraph format and like uh, we're, we're very formatted in our writing but i think with journaling it it all wor is whatever works for you okay. i mean some people will just do like verbal spew essentially so okay. they'll just write whatever um and other times you can make it more formatted if you're more of a good writer you want to write a story you can write a story as well basically just scribble whatever comes to mind and get it onto paper it doesn't even matter like it could literally be two sentences that could be your journaling for the day then then you did your journaling for the day. Okay. So in other words, there's really no set format to it. It's just getting your ideas out on paper that maybe then you can start exploring after mm -hmm. you do it. Exactly. Okay. Because I, I like you said, when it, you when people hear journey, they get intimidated or journaling, they get intimidated by it. And mm -hmm. because again, you think that you have to write something out long and in depth and everything else and in this case it's just so you can get your ideas out and then maybe focus on them because mm -hmm. day three talks about meditation right are we meditating on what we wrote absolutely and i think it's sort of like journaling is getting the information out and meditation is sort of the analysis of the information understanding the information why it why it exists and how to calm your minds to a place where it is ready to make sound decisions and um, good decisions and positive decisions. So I think meditation is definitely the, a good next step. Um, and meditating doesn't necessarily mean you have to go um, sit somewhere like in a yoga class. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I personally, um, Kyla is more very, very meditative person. Okay. I, um, I am a little bit more sciencey, so, but I do like this form of meditation. One way to do it is you can go in your car, and a lot of the times I'll listen to music or I listen to podcasts or something like that, but you just shut everything off. And um, you really analyze everything physical in your area. So you can see the color of the car in front of you. You can see the license plate. You can read the license plate forward. You can read it backwards. Um, and you start to listen to the sounds in your car. Um, and you just become really, really present in that moment. That's the type of meditation that I enjoy because it clears your mind from clutter, but you're now focusing on very, very simplistic, realistic things in your environment. So what is the purpose of the meditating then? 
So meditating is really to get your mind clear and to get your mind objective and or or positive. Okay. Um, and to get rid of basically any limiting travel beliefs, anything that's going to be inhibiting you from creating your dream travel. Okay. Do we do this? You do this right after um, when you start the idea, or do you do it on your way to the airport before you get on the plane? Um, it's actually a really good idea. If you have a fear of flying, definitely do okay. a couple of, and they have guided meditations too for this, like for people who are, who are a little bit confused as to how to start meditation. Okay. Um, and they don't want to go to like a yoga class or something like that. You can actually just download an app. Uh, there's several apps that you can get, um, online or, or just even on your phone and you can listen to them and they have like very soothing music. They have calming a calming voice that'll guide you through your meditation, um, and they have different various times of how long you want to okay. go, or even just listening to like the sound of trickling water. They have playlists online of just like peaceful music that can get you in the right mindset as well. What, um, what I think is interesting is on um, in the book you talk about two types of meditation, and I, I and I'm going. I don't meditate. I don't even know if I know how to meditate. When I think of meditating, I think of sitting quietly and thinking. But this mm -hmm. is really interesting. The stoplight senses. Every time you hit a red red stoplight, you can take the opportunity to stop, clear your mind, and observe your five sentences at that moment. When mm -hmm. What you hear, smell, taste, feel, and see, and make a conscious note of each one. Mm -hmm. then drive in silence. In the past, we've made it a practice of ours to drive in silence and try to stay as the present as possible during the drive. During the mm -hmm. conscious driving, make an active effort to not lose your train of thought, observe the license plates in front of you, hear the sounds of the cars passing, mm -hmm. and listening to the traffic sounds. As we, after we did this for about six months, it helped us become more centered. I'm going, that's okay. I can do that. I'm in my car every day. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, you give quite a few other ones, but this is my favorite. Play with your pet. When you throw <laughs> a ball with your dog, your mind is generally in the moment. Play with the little feather attached to the invisible string with your cat is also fun. Interactive way to keep your mind active. Having a healthy and interactive fun time with your pet is a great way to get yourself out of your head. Mm -hmm. I think this is just I just think uh, I didn't get I, I just read number seven when I said that um, <laughs> and I might as well give number seven, too, because now I have a smile on my face. Uh, <laughs> number seven, have sex. That's right. A little consensual bumping and grinding never really hurt anyone. But you must be present. No fantasizing about someone else with your eyes closed. OK, <laughs> be fully present and experience every part of your partner. Pleasuring yourself works, too. Just saying. OK, anyway, uh, <laughs> This isn't just good for travel. This is good for life in general. That's why. Yes. I, that's why I said this is a a self help book in other ways other than just travel. Absolutely, and you know these are things also that we that worked for us. Um, we've done so many. Like I said earlier, we've done some crazy travel experiences yeah. from amazing to very very difficult. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, obviously some of the travel experiences that were easier didn't require a lot of meditation, but a lot of the times, you know, you're stuck in the back of a van traveling 6,000 miles <laughs> with three people in a trunk. It's, um, it was a little difficult. So yes. there was a lot of meditation that was required. Um, and meditation again is like you said, it's easy to do. It's not, it doesn't require a lot of effort. You can just put your head in the right mindset, you know, while you're washing dishes, while you're folding right. laundry, as long as you're just becoming, uh, more present with the current activity that you're doing and you're analyzing the now instead of thinking about the future or thinking about the past or other things that are troubling you, it makes you more present and it makes you more logical and more objective about where you are in the place of today. I also think that people are afraid to be in touch with their own thoughts. That's why they always have music or a TV or something on the background. Definitely. And I think because it's not that they're afraid of where those thoughts are going to take them. They just don't want to have to deal with them. And mm -hmm. I think this right here, even when you're thinking about something that's going to be majority of the time a positive experience, that's a great way to start the whole idea of meditating and getting more in touch with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's an incredible analysis. Actually, um, 
I, I, that's exactly what it is. I mean, music and television and all of these um, sensory overload uh, stimuli, stimuli are made so that we feel like we have an escape, but we aren't dealing with what's in front of us. And we also realize that if, we, if we're not addressing those issues, they may not actually be as bad as we think okay. um, if we start writing them down and if we start right. meditating. So definitely. You're listening to WMCK.FM and also watching us on Fayette TV Channel 77 as we stream from italknet.com here at the Phil Giannetti Motors Studio, high atop High Street in Brownsville, PA. The phone number to get a hold of Chip is 724-785-6800 if you're looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle. On the phone, I have Kiki Wong. She uh, just wrote a book, and please, is it Kayla or Kyla? It's Kyla. Kyla, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and she just uh, co-authored the book that is called The 30-Day Travel Challenge. And it is, uh, I, I think it can be used in a lot of things, not just travel. You just uh, substitute whatever you want because I think it's a very way, a very good way to get in touch with yourself. Now, this is, I think, where I'm going to have the problem with this book. Work through your limiting limiting travel beliefs okay i'm in my 50s i've traveled a lot and to me in a lot of ways depending on where i go and who i go with it becomes a hassle that i'm always worried about the next thing that we're going to do or if i enjoyed myself enough in the last thing that i did that it was worthwhile what i invested on the trip right um and that's that's absolutely true. A lot of the times, even before you get onto the trip, you're already anticipating some of the stresses that we experience while traveling. Um, and a lot of the times, first, it's before even booking the trip. So people are saying they can't even afford to travel or right. they don't even have time. Or, or if they do, then, you know, how am I going to get through the day if I plan it out? you know, so vigorously, it's going to be very stressful, the time zones. And then eventually, people just don't even travel there or book their experience because, it becomes super overwhelming. Um, and a lot of times, this, like we said earlier, it has to do with confidence. Um, confidence within yourself and your ability to achieve anything. Right. And that, that's why we start off with um, doing your affirmations. So an affirmation is basically saying, like being in the present and positive and saying that, yes, I am capable, I am going to do this, and I'm going to conquer, essentially. Okay. And it's weird. It sounds a little strange to do at first. It's a little bit uncomfortable, um, but it really, really helps building your confidence and knowing that you, or your ability that you are completely capable of booking a travel and going through and experiencing it with a positive mindset. So you change all of your negative and your limiting travel beliefs. So say, for example, in the book, we say, you know, I can't afford to travel, but then you, um, you, you change it to say, I, my financial planning is excellent and I have more time and energy um, than I ever have to travel. Um, so you can just change those into positive things. And then you, every morning you go into the mirror. It's a little weird at first, but bear with me. You go into the mirror <laughs> and you tell them to yourself in the mirror. And sometimes you can yell them. Sometimes you should try it. It's a really weird thing. It's a very strange feeling. But after you start getting used to it, it becomes a reality. So you surround yourself with that positive mentality and that you start to believe it. Um, so that's that's definitely why it's important to get your mindset right before uh, you embark on a travel journey or else you're going to be having negative thoughts of yourself, negative thoughts of the trip, and it may not be the best experience that we have. I'm looking at some of the affirmations that you've written down in the book. Um, it's, not safe, it's not safe to travel affirmation. I'm confident and safe in all my travels. I can't get around in a foreign country when I don't speak the language. The affirmation, mm -hmm. I love meeting friendly locals and traveling to exotic countries. I might get sick or lost while I'm traveling. Affirmation, I love to go with the flow while traveling. It always makes for a great story and experience. So if you put yourself in a positive mindset, what you're saying is you're probably going to have a positive experience. Exactly. And it seems it seems pretty, you know, well, that makes a lot of sense. But a lot of the times um, our fears, it's inherent in our nature to want to be fearful of something because that protects us right. from danger, of course. And um, the thing is, 
there is a mythological fear about traveling that people have because it's so unknown. And so, especially if you haven't traveled a lot at all. Um, but ultimately, it's just your mind. And if you in, in, uh, enforce your confidence with affirmations, you can start to get your mind right. And suddenly things don't become as fearful at all. And whether it's travel or, you know, your next work promotion or whatever it is, um, this can be applied to a lot of things in your life as well. Okay. Which, which makes a lot of sense because um, it, it gets you through that. Now, day five, decide where you want to go next. Um, when you do your trip, do you arrange it yourself? Do you go through a travel agent? How do you make the arrangements? Um, for us specifically, we've done all sorts of travel, um, trips. So we've done stuff through the, the tourism board or we've okay. done stuff where we've just planned it through kayak or, you know, or we just kind of say, Hey, well, we're going to go and just figure it out on the way. We've done all kinds of crazy things. Um, it just depends on what you want to do. Um, but it's a good idea to get to know a few key points in when you're planning your trip. Um, you know, of course, you want to know how long you can be there. You want to know what type of budget you have, if there's any specific events going on. Um, or, you know, if you have a specialized uh, type of trip that you want to go to. Some people like wellness retreats. You know, other people like sports. Like if you want to go biking okay. um, in the Moab or something like that. So making sure that your planning is the most important part and then execution can come later. Um, of the trips that you've gone on, other than with the band, what are some of the ones that you've enjoyed going on? Um, I think the most extraordinary trip that we were, went on that was very, very crazy and fun was um, in India. So we actually went um, through the tourism board in India, okay. and we spent about 10 days on a train. So they have a train that's open to the public. Anybody can go on it. And it takes you across south of India. And um, for those of you that aren't, you know, that aren't fully like ready to go to India by backpack or something like that, it's a great way to see India um, in a very structured environment. So that was definitely an interesting experience for sure. It sounds like it. Now, when you go on these trips, do you? Um, and and I, I mean, I know I'm, you've gone many places and you've done many different things. But do you look at staying at a traditional hotel? Do you look at an Airbnb? Um, what do you look at? I mean, where do you stay when you get to these places? Um, so for me, I actually enjoy Airbnbs the most. Okay. Um, or the, that type of style of travel. Because a lot of the times when you go to an Airbnb, um, you can have either the host of the house will know a lot of information about um, the local area and you can almost live like a local in a sense okay. so you can get groceries at the local grocery store and which is my favorite thing i love to see what different cultures sell in their grocery store it's like one of my favorite things to do um and then you can cook at home or they can even show you like, these cool hidden gems that you probably wouldn't have found um that are less touristy and more more off the beaten path um you can also do hostels uh this you know if you're not feeling so adventurous um, there's always hotels, and hotels have plenty of information mm. on um, what to do around the area um, and other excursions like that. But most of the time, I like to stick with Airbnbs um, and that style of travel. When you go on your, when you're planning the trip, and on day <laughs> six it says be a local tourist. When you go on your trip, do you contact the local tourism agencies? the local, um, whatever it may be popular in the area that you want to go in just to get information? Yes. Um, contacting your local tour agency is absolutely excellent thing to do, especially if you are trying to, um, you know, test the waters in your area. Okay. So you want to discover new places um, in your area first. So that's uh, day six that we tell people that, okay, it's time to get your travel shoes on, you know, um, and just be local tourists in your area. So kind of like what we're talking about, walking the the, the Star Boulevard. Right. And um, so well, contacting your local tourism, they have plenty of information. Um, you can also do just a little bit of research online. And um, there's, there's tons of stuff online that you can discover that you may not even know. But um, you can even see a local hotel. So a lot of the hotels, they'll have pamphlets 
of information of things to do. And you'll be surprised at what you could actually find um, in your own city. Or even say if you live in a really rural city, um, you can go travel to your your nearest your nearest city. So it doesn't have to be a major city, but um, nearest city is, is essentially like a local experience as well. And, or, and, and where I'm oh, at, the tourism board that we have is called the Laurel, Laurel Highlands Tourism Board. And it covers a three-county area of, of Westmoreland, Fayette, and Green counties. And in Westmoreland County is the home of Mr. Rogers in Latrobe. And oh. they actually do tourism up there and in Ligonier and throughout. And it's very interesting what we have available. And for people that want to get in touch with the Laurel Highlands Tourism Board, the number is 877-610-0648. Again, that's 877-610-0648. And you can also contact the Fayette Chamber of Commerce, which is uh, where we're, who we're affiliated with here, because they work with tourism on a local level. Because like we said earlier, a lot of people don't realize what's in their backyard. I mean, we have we have whitewater rapids. We have... We have historical landmarks. We have the home of Jimmy Stewart, Arnold Palmer, of course, Pittsburgh being the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, and all these things, the Heinz Museum, Andy Warhol, all this stuff, people don't realize that it's here. Mm -hmm. And that's what's sad because a lot of people don't realize what's in their own backyard. Definitely. And I think, that again, like sort of what we talked about earlier, it has to do with this convoluted image of what travel should be and what what type of types of experiences people should be going on because of social media and television but those there are so much um activities that you can find that can be travel and even if it's the staycation we even late on the later days we say you you plan a staycation at your house so um, if you aren't, aren't capable, you know, say that you can't leave your house, you can even do something special like um, revamp your house, move things around, move the furniture right. around a little bit and just shut your phones off and um, cook dinner, do something different. Um, even with your kids, you can have activities at home, you know, um, just changing your environment, essentially, and changing your mindset and learning something new is what travel is all about. You just said something which I thought was interesting because I don't think I would have thought of this but you said your phones. Mm-hmm. How many people have you seen or know about when they travel, they have their phone in their hand and all they're doing is taking photographs and they're posting them and they're not enjoying where they're at at that moment? Absolutely. That is a huge, huge problem. Um, and it's, it's difficult for us too because it's part of our job. But at the same time, I feel like it's it's like a a problem because you're not like people are starting to see their experiences through the lens even though they're physically there and then you're you're so worried about sharing these memories and sharing these experiences with everyone else to get their approval but it's not about that and it's about what you can take away from your experience uh, what you can learn about the culture what you can learn about the new environment um and what you have because ultimately in the end you have your memories that you hold it's not about what other people think it's not about getting the right picture it's about experiencing something and and becoming a better person from it um years ago way before you were born when i was a child um we used to we took photographs we took movies we did all this but we didn't see them day in and day out it would Mm -hmm. be an occasion to pull the boxes out or whatever it is load it up and watch it and then you could talk about the experience because there were, for most part, there was no sound. Mm-hmm. So you were able to, to show the video, the, the, the uh, moving image, and then relay the situation. Hey, do you remember when we did this, when so-and-so got stuck, whatever it may be? And at mm-hmm. least you were still interactive with your memories. Now, the memories are just there, that they were just put on a screen, and you click it, and there's no conversation about what was done. And I think that... I think we need to start looking at that more because I think we can enjoy the experience more if we actually just talk about what we've done instead of showing what we've done. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, that's another great thing about traveling to a foreign country. A lot of times people don't have the um, SIM cards or they don't have 
the ability to use their phone in different countries. So that's a great incentive to try to travel outside because you start to really take in the information and you're present in the environment that you're in at that moment. Um, And it takes us out of this world, this, the social media world, the, the internet, and it puts you into a very, very realistic world. And I think that's experiences that people absolutely must be having more so. Um, so just put your phone down, turn them off for a little bit, even practice at home, turn it <laughs> off for the weekend, you know, and then get used to being out of the screen because it's a whole world out there that needs to be experienced that's beyond just your phone. Right. And I, again, I think it's very important that we put those phones down because I think that uh, it's affecting us in other ways too, that we're not interacting the way we used to. Now, mm-hmm. When we start looking at the second part of the book, you're talking about finding inspiration. Now, I bought the book. I'm looking at the book. I've made it through day seven. Haven't I found inspiration yet? <laughs> yeah, I, hopefully through <laughs> some of your uh, your self reevaluation, you can find some inspiration. Okay, um, definitely. Uh, but yeah, there's all different types of ways to find inspiration of um, more so now where you want to go. Um, Because a lot of times people say, okay, now my mindset's right, but I still have no idea where I want to go. And I fall victim to that a lot of the times, too. I'm like, where's next? And I'm like, I actually have no idea. (laughs) Um, But there's different ways. Uh, First off, books. There's tons of books out there that can help you. Um, One of my favorites is Vagabonding, which Vagabonding is a lot of our friends do this. It's it's a new type of lifestyle where you live 100% on the road. So we have friends that they will rent maybe like a place in Bali for 200 bucks in a house full of a ton of people. This is, it's a little extreme okay. <laughs> disclaimer, but um, they just rent a little like a general spot where they can put their, their main luggage down and then they just go from place to place and they'll do that for years on, on end. And we have a couple of friends that haven't even lived in a home for probably about two or three years. Um, and that's if you're ready to, you know, take the next step you're you're trying to do a whole lifestyle change um but that vagabonding is like the the og of <laughs> of traveling um, that way um kyla's favorite is the four hour work week by tim ferris so tim ferris is her absolute favorite person in the world <laughs> okay but um it allows you to optimize your work so you can have more time to do things you love um, you know, finding jobs that allow you to have more time to travel and take time off and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, there's tons of books out there that can inspire you to travel. And there's nothing better than after you finish a book and you feel like you are a slightly different person. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's such a, that's the best feeling in the world. You know, like you're like, oh, okay, now I feel rich, you know. So a lot of these travel books can help you feel that way and get you even closer to booking your favorite or your dream travel. Now, when you travel, and I, I know most people, I don't think most people would do this. They may say they do it, but I don't think they do. Do you try to work within a budget when you travel? Or do you just let it all go, hey, I'm not. I'm on vacation. I'm worried about what I'm spending. I just know that I can't spend more than this. Or is it a better idea to say, because I see one of the book titles, $50 a day. Are you able to do that? a trip, an enjoyable trip for $50 a day. Absolutely. I'm living proof of it. Okay. Um, it's funny that you say that. Um, one of our tours that we did, I it was the third day in, crazy day. Our, we had we performed the show um, and all uh, two of our bags got stolen. Uh-oh. Um, at the time, those two bags were the only people that were budgeting the entire trip and we uh. still had a, a month of touring left. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was rough. Uh, I couldn't even get any money Western Union to me because I had no ID. Okay. Um, and we still had uh, the month of touring left. So we had to do uh, super scramble budgeting. Um, and of, of course, it wasn't the most comfortable experience, but it was doable. We made it to each destination. We we got to, I mean, I think we went to, I think, at least nine or ten different cities after that. Um, and I lived off of, I think, probably like... $150. It was a little crazy. But um, you can obviously have a travel experience that um, is budgeted and realistic to what your your finances are. And that's why we go through 
an entire a section on budgeting and okay. saving up for tra- your travel experiences. A lot of the times you're not like you can help book your 30 day or you can book your dream travel experience in 30 days. You may not necessarily be going on it in 30 days. Right. Um, because you have to allot time for budgeting and budgeting is the, one of the most intimidating factors about traveling because a lot of the times people say the heck with it. You know, I don't have that type of money to go, but because if you budget properly and you allot enough time, you will be able to go um, on your dream travel. Okay. Now, I'm looking at day 10. It says join a community. What do you mean by joining a community? So a lot of the times communities, they are essentially like groups of people that can help encourage you to do uh, to achieve your goals. Okay. Um, whether whatever it is, you know, um, even if it's like, AA is a community and it's very a support community or any that or like in this case, it'll be a travel community. Okay. So um, we have a lot of communities. My my favorite community is on Facebook, ironically on social media, but the (laughs) Facebook groups are really, really good, especially if you're like, okay, I'm not really ready to go to a local like meetup yet. I want to meet somebody online first and just get an idea of what they're doing. Um, And there are, tons of facebook groups out there you can literally just type in travel under facebook and and basically add yourself to every single one and that's what what we did we were like okay we're really excited we're literally going to add ourselves to every facebook group on the planet that says travel um and you'll be astonished on the types of people you meet you may not hit the nose the first time but um even just messaging somebody and asking them hey how did you get started in your travel experiences or even asking them like hey you know um maybe we can have a a setup like a 15 minute call would love to tap your brain on how you booked this trip to wherever Mm -hmm. so those types of groups are great ways that you can get an idea of how other people's people booked their trips and you can also get support from them if you need to or even build connections so they might have a way to get you a trip you know, they said, hey, well, I, I did this trip for a thousand bucks. Here's the trip information. So that okay. could be ultimately the next way you, you plan your trip. Because I've seen some of these travel communities, and actually I belong to a couple, where they <laughs> may show you something that you didn't know existed on where you're going. Mm-hmm. and Or they may show you a tip. One I've seen is, is through Disney, is that these are hints to get you through the park without leaving your kids there. Um, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to hear these tips because these people go on a regular basis and they write the blog post or whatever it may be. And there's a group of people interacting about, this is my experience. This is what we did to get over this. This is what we did and so on and so forth. So again, it can be very helpful. It'd be like talking to a family member that went on the trip a month before you did say, Hey, we did this, this, and this. Maybe you don't want to do this or this, but you need to do everything else. So that way it gives you some open dialogue of things that you can actually plan on doing. Exactly. Yes. And it's, it's shocking what, like, even if you've been to a place multiple times, like you could still learn something new too. Yeah. If, if you, you, you have a plan to go there in the future and, and you ask one of the community members, um, a lot of times asking questions is a huge thing that people are afraid to do. They feel like it's bothersome to other people or it's going to bug them or they're going to think low that they didn't know the information in the first place. But asking questions is the best way to gather information um, if you put yourself out there. I mean, the worst thing that someone could say is no, which you'd basically be in the same place as square one. So it's good to just try and ask. That's, That's really interesting that you say that because I think a lot of people are intimidated to ask because they don't want to look like that they don't know the answer. Right. But if you don't know the answer, you got to ask and figure it out somehow because it'd be probably easier to ask somebody than it is to go through the hardship yourself trying to figure out what mm-hmm. what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of the times too that that fear of being thought of as like inadequate or something like that uh-huh. if you ask a question is really not real because how many times has somebody actually asked a question and someone was like, "Oh, you didn't know the answer to yeah. it." Yeah. You know, nobody really cares. They're mostly focused on the next question that they themselves are going to ask. So, I think that um but it it can be overwhelming and extremely intimidating, but if we, you know, we can write it down, we can journal about it and um, create an affirmation and understand that those limiting beliefs are are actually not as real as they seem. 
So before you go on a trip, how much research do you do? Um, I do a considerable amount of research. I'll spend at least a week, um, but I, I, I'm obsessed, so I will really dive in for about a week. Um, you could do <laughs> probably <laughs> like I just, uh, but you could probably do maybe several, a couple of days of research. Okay, um, and just dedicating maybe an hour a day. Um, and just depends on how big the trip that you want to go on. Um, but researching is really, really important um, to understand where you're going. Um, I know we've been on a couple of trips where we're like, hey, we'll just figure it out on our own and just walk around and see what's there. That is fun. Um, it ends up being a lot of walking, though. So it's almost better to know exactly where you are going to go um, in advance, too, so you're prepared uh, ahead of time. So okay. research is definitely important. Very interesting, because a lot of the stuff that you give, I, I think, as I said before, before we started, this is a self-help book, not only for travel, but if you would just substitute the word travel, it would help mm -hmm. you in other things also. And you probably didn't even realize when you and uh, Kyla wrote it that that's what you wrote. Yeah, it's funny that you actually said that, because... Um... My my dad also told me that. He's like, you know, this is actually starting to apply to a lot of different things. Yeah. And we were just like, well, this is this is essentially what we do in our daily life. Uh -huh. So, um, but, but yeah, absolutely. Now that after after writing and publishing it, we're like, okay, this actually does have a lot of application to a lot of other um, situations that happen in your life. So definitely. how long has the book been out? Uh, we published or we released it in May, okay. uh, beginning of May. So several months now. And how is it doing? It's doing great. Um, we we we've been selling. Uh, we've been d doing a lot of uh, news uh, guest spots as well, okay. and um, it's just been really fun. I, I think most importantly, it's it's been an enjoyable experience, and uh, we love getting feedback of people's experience with the book and how it's helped them, or you know, any anything from it. So That's great. Uh, we essentially just wanted to share information. That's it. It wasn't. Um, anything crazy we're like here's information we have i mean we need to write it down and give it to the world so and the book is available on amazon uh both yep, you can a, just search a kindle, uh, book and also, a kindle book and also as a uh, paperback correct yep that's correct okay well kiki it's been a fun hour i really enjoyed it i think i could be asking you questions longer than this uh but unfortunately <laughs> we only have an hour worth of time i'd love to have you back on the program again to talk more about travel and anything else that you may be doing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Yeah. So again, um, the name of the book is the, uh, 30 day travel challenge and it is available on Amazon as a Kindle book and also as a, um, paperback. So you can get a hold of that and Kiki, I really appreciate it. You have a great day and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Bill. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Uh, Kiki Wong here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. And it's time to wrap up a program because I hear music in the background. Okay, now I hear music. There we go. Thank you very much for uh, listening and watching us today here on WMCK.FM and also on Fayette TV Channel 77 as we broadcast from iTalknet. Com. Everybody, you have a great one. We'll talk to you next time. Here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. <laughs>
Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Hi, it's Idris Elba here with Booking.com, and I wrote this poem about summer because I love summer. In summer, we do things to feed the soul, and Booking.com knows just how we roll. We love to swim and fish and barbecue. We love to read and nap and have a few. With cabins, resorts, yurts, and vacation homes, it's such a breeze to book. Where shall we roam? I know it needs some work, but thanks for listening. Find your perfect place to stay. Booking.com. Booking. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything bagel we'll be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton, for the stay.